As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Friday afternoon. We start just as Argentina puts the ball in the back of the net. You're listening to Birds with Friends. We've got a lot to talk about. The Eagles and Giants play on Sunday. We've got Marissa Morris, Marissa Dunn, the best producer in the game. We've got Zach Berman, the award-winning journalist and author of Underdogs. And we've got uh, a quirky writer that amuses himself and struggles to create quality content. That's well, not true. That's, that's not true, true at all. I mean, I'm just reading verbatim a, a oh, we have comment. A- so I just... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. Of- I was going to say we have a company leading writer. Yeah. Right. But right. I've Every never time- met someone more creative than you. This is not a dig at anybody yeah. else, but. Like- um, it says Bo is simply a quirky writer that amuses himself and struggles to create quality content. It does not say that. It does not say that. But I mean, it does say that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I, I don't want to give away our internal uh, data, but. Every time I, I read, uh, I, I look at the, in, the internal data, Bo's work is at the top of the list in terms of uh, metrics. So it's a credit to Bo. Yeah, but really couldn't like a trained monkey just write the power rankings and they would still get lots of lots of views? I don't know. Is there? Oh, people keep coming back because you do them well. So you should you should take credit where it's due. All right. We got a lot to talk about. Let's. Yes. We're in the guts of the season here. December football. Every game matters for this Eagles team as they chase the number one seed. So we will do a little uh, bird on the street, get to know what's going on with the Eagles this week. And over the past 48 hours, we will have a little quill of the tape, break down this game against the G-Men, those classy New York football giants. 
We've got Swooper Sorecasting. Make sure that if you are in the live chat, you're giving some suggestions for Swooper prompts. And then we'll have our Crystal Ball Deagle, our predictions for how this game is going. Uh, before we do that, Zach, how was uh, how was Puddler's Pub? Did we get any uh, any body parts signed? Did we get any uh, any you know sicko fans? Did we have any? Uh, yeah, we nudity? yeah we had loyal yeah we had loyal listeners. No nudity and uh, no uh, signing of of body parts, but some loyal listeners and hopefully some some new listeners after after meeting. I appreciate everyone who turned out. Um, anyone who's in the Bridgeport Norristown area right now. I imagine is experiencing traffic jams in front of uh Puddler's Pub on on Decal Pike. And uh that certainly was a factor the other night, but it was great to see everyone who came and appreciated. Uh th- there was one listener, by the way, who I because whenever someone says they listen, I always say, Do you have any advice? Right? I want to know feedback, how how we can get better. And someone said, uh, yeah, the shows can be longer. And I almost did a spectate, wow. right? <laughs> and so I, I didn't know Bo sent this person, um, but I, I appreciate the sentiment. I think he was kidding. If he wasn't, I got to say that's one piece of advice I probably won't take the heart uh, because um, unless you're commuting Real from – Yeah, um, unless you're commuting from here to Giant Stadium or to, to MetLife Stadium, I should, I should wow, say every Marissa, day. what a pull. <laughs> Great job, Marissa. Uh, then, then, then we are beyond your commute time, but I appreciate the time here on the screen for our audio listeners is a picture with, uh, three outstanding writers and me and so Mike Sielski. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you have Mike Sielski, Leslie Van Arsdale and Ray Dittinger and Ray, the attraction. And that, you, Zach. And yes. And, and me, Ray. Now, Zach, it looks to me, correct me if I'm wrong. It looks to me like the three of them are a little bit closer bunched <laughs> together and you have decided to give yourself a little distance. Would you agree uh, yeah. or is that just the perspective? Uh, no, happens. Yes, that, that is, that is true. I, I don't quite know why that is. You didn't, want to, you didn't want to crowd in on Ray? No, Ray always had a crowd around him. His personal space. Just, I, I space. See that. Yeah, but you can actually see behind him. Uh, you might laugh at this. I bring a jumbo sign to my uh, nice. book signing. Nice. I can yes, see that I, there. I got that, but appreciate that. And and make sure you check out all all of those books. How many um, jumbo it, signs do you have? Jumbo covers. <laughs> I have one jumbo cover, and then there's another jumbo sign that was event specific, but it's got like a big picture of my face and a big picture of the book. And then it says, we're going to need to get a hold of that. We will not need to do that. Anyways, Eagles giants this weekend, you could read about the Eagles giants game from 2017 and underdogs when the Eagles had that big Mm. win, uh, Jake Elliott's field goal there at the end. And now they head up the Jersey turnpike, our annual drive. I was going to say Trek, but Trek usually means you're walking annual drive up the Jersey turnpike for uh, a game when the Eagles are seven point favorites. Marissa, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Not much. Um, excited for this game. I mean, I don't think I've ever revealed this on the podcast, and I don't know if I should, but Uh-oh. I actually grew up a Giants fan. Um, I figured as much. I don't have those. You're from New Jersey. You're a classy broad. Yeah, I don't have those allegiances anymore. Um, but my family still roots for the Giants. Obviously, uh, the Browns. But so yeah, big game this weekend. Even your mom. No, my mom doesn't really, she only okay, wants the Browns, but my aunts and some of my cousins. Um, but I do have some, some, uh, in-law or married in family that are Eagles fans. So, um, it's a nice rivalry game amongst my family. So I'm excited for 
the trash talking in our little sports chat we have. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I figured when you said you were a Yankees fan, and, and this was a yes. long time ago, is it true that Yankees, Giants usually correspond and Mets, Jets usually correspond? Yeah, we were actually talking about this on the Jets pod this morning because okay. I brought up the Aaron Judge news, and they were like, well, this is, you know, you need, need Mets news on the Jets podcast kind of thing. It's interesting. My very specific experience was the opposite, that it was much more. Uh, really? That it was, really? yeah, it was much more Jets, Yankees and giants mets but i don't know just, just yeah like I, a weird i thought because of of like the long island thing it was it was often jets uh yeah yeah jets yeah, mets. that's where the jets facility used to be right Ex exactly yeah. and the mets are in queens and then yankees had more of the north jersey giants had more of the north jersey part so i i could be wrong there but that was my experience when i covered the giants and of course marissa's second cousin uh dating aziz ojalari <laughs> no <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what is he about to say? <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> uh, who was your favorite giant? Um, I mean, Gonzalez I, like, for me, I, I don't but... want to sound like Z-Burn, but I always liked Eli growing mm. up. Like, how could you not like Eli? Um, <laughs> but I mean, I was definitely a bigger Yankees fan than Giants fan. Um, but uh yeah, I still obviously during the Super Bowls, and it's funny now because Michael actually grew up a Patriots fan. Mm. So that those Super Bowls are what I like to rub in Michael's face. And Michael has made it very clear that obviously we're going to raise our family in New Jersey, that our kids, he does not want our kids to grow up Giants fans because he is scarred from those Super That's Bowls fair. as a kid. So, well, I'm thinking Browns fans are, or, yeah, yeah. You know, or, 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 or wherever Michael is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That's what I exactly. said. So we'll yeah. let them choose. But yeah, he has the advantage. Yeah. For for like everyone else in the world, they can yeah. like pick where their kids are. You know, yeah. Michael plays professional football. Right. So yeah. he can decide, you know, so he has uh particular allegiances. Yeah. Yes, I think that's right. I have one but other. I want non the chat to hate me. I'm getting some like uh, there's grace. No hate, but just like sad. I'm really sorry. I I every not weekend mad, they're just disappointed. Pulling, I want a Super Bowl for the Eagles because I think it would be so fun for the show and I want us all out in Arizona. So that's what I'm pulling for. Mm. So I don't want people uh, to hate me. <laughs> I have one more non-football thing I'd like to discuss that uh, it occurs to me like every time this happens that I, we should talk about it on the podcast and then I always forget. I feel like the some you know people have made the point that like um it's it's such an upset that the like the QR reader ended up actually being helpful like it seemed like such a stupid thing when it was first introduced and it has actually been something useful. I feel like the uh the credit card tap, the chip tap what an improvement on every other previous iteration of on the swipe and the insert, the tap. It works so well almost every time. It's fantastic. You guys like I've honestly tap? never done that. You know, oh, really? Tap? No, yeah, I've never the done the tap. Oh, the tap is fantastic. My mom does it all the time. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just insert it. So I don't know. It's no, so I, yeah. 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 The tap is great. And, and, and actually to, Bring it to the to the original point at the book signing. It makes it easy to accept. Uh, yeah, the tap the tap Look makes at it you easy. You pulling it all full circle. Yes, you're a pro. Try to be. All right. Well, uh, with that in mind, uh, we tap it on over to the Stone Cold Newsman Zach Berman himself, uh, from Puddler's Pub to the Novacare Complex and everywhere in between. He has his nose to the grindstone, and. Uh, can tell us and fill us in on everything that's going on with the birds 
who are 11 and one looking to go 12 and one this weekend. The Eagles had their final practice of the week on Friday before they head up to North Jersey to face the New York Giants. Final injury report is not out yet for the Eagles, but uh, the only injury that I think might be of concern right now is Sean Bradley. We will monitor that one. Avante Maddox, uh, he's not on the injury report because he's not yet on the 53-man roster, but it certainly sounds like he'll be promoted um, or I should say activated uh, tomorrow. So it, it sounds like it's been a good week at practice. We'll see how that goes, but the injuries to Quez Watkins, um, Jordan Davis, uh, those, and, and Kaiser White don't seem to be particularly serious. So uh, there should be optimism there. The Giants, though, however, their injury report keeps stacking up. Their, their final game status report came out. Saquon Barkley questionable with a neck injury. Leonard Williams, this is a big one, doubtful with a, a neck injury. And Adore Jackson, the cornerback, has out with a knee injury. Shane Lemieux out with a toe injury. And then Josh, is it Azidu? Azudu? Um, he is out with Bless a neck you. injury. <laughs> uh, but the big injuries to monitor in the next 24, 48 hours there will be Leonard Williams and Saquon Barkley. Two of their best players, I'd say, two of their three best players, and uh, and and both are uh, their their status and serious question here. So back to you in the studio, mm. Bo. So are you going Dexter Lawrence or Andrew Thomas for uh, your number three there? I was going Dexter Lawrence, but I I suppose I will put in Andrew Lo Andrew Thomas. I gotta say, Andrew Thomas, that's been more of a coming on this year thing, right? Yeah. This is our first time seeing player, the Giants. Yeah. yeah. So last year, Thomas wasn't. Uh, quite at, you know, he's a third year player, correct? Or is he? Second is that... or third? Yeah, I think he's a third. Year. Okay. No, no, second year player. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Second year player. So, um, something to, uh, to certainly pay attention to there. And who would you say, who would you give the nod to as your number five Giants player? Wait, no, I he's think he's a third year player. Point. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He, he was during the uh, COVID draft, right? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's correct. Third he year was player. With that, the four, those four tackles. Yeah. The four tackles. Were, yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And who's the Tristan Wirfs was one. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh the, the Jets guy. Uh uh Oh, Mackay Becton. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh what was your question, Bo? Who's your fifth best giant? Uh my fifth best giant. You know, that's uh, yeah, they're they're they got a, they got an okay top four, and then it really falls off after that. I mean, I can I go Kayvon Thibodeau? I think Ojolari is probably better right now. Wouldn't you okay. say? He's just coming back from injury, but yeah. 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 Yeah, fair. Dexter Lawrence is a big, strong, powerful man. Dexter Lawrence is basically like uh, in your wildest dreams what you hope Jordan Davis turns out to be. Yeah, I was I was big on Dexter Lawrence coming out of the draft that year. Yeah, but I weren't you also big. big on Christian Wilkins? I was bigger on Dexter Lawrence. I actually, if oh, you okay. go to the Inquirer mock draft, I had them taking Dexter Lawrence. Okay. Uh, like probably that. for similar reasons that I, I said they should take Jordan Davis. That, and I was big on Brian Burns, and I think uh, I was the only one on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Who was big on Brian Burns at the time? By the way, a quick—I um, wouldn't call it a grouse for me, but sure. a, a head-scratching move that I, that I, I don't think makes any sense. Jimmy Kemsky pointed this out in an article, and uh, I've heard from some other people. Oh, I was about to elsewhere. grouse Jimmy. No, no, no. It's a credit. I'm, I'm, I'm crediting Jimmy, and then I've heard it from other corners that uh, it does. It, it's one of those rules that does not make sense. 
Dallas Goddard and C.J. Gardner-Johnson yeah. are not on the Pro Bowl uh, balloting because they're on injured reserve right now. Um, so in essence, it, or I shouldn't say in essence, essentially if the Eagles did not put it's these really guys dumb. on yeah, they're, they're going to come back this year. The NFL put this IR policy in place where so you only need to be on for four weeks and you can come back. Uh, but if you're on IR during this period of the year, then you are not on the ballot. So Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who has has led the NFL in interceptions, Dallas Goddard, who statistically is still among the top tight ends in the league, um, are, are not eligible to be voted on for the Pro Bowl because of the time of year when they were injured. If they were injured weeks two to six, they'd be candidates. If, if uh, they are coming back from injury right now, they'd be candidates. But this specific time when the Pro Bowl balloting and the IR overlaps, they are uh, not on the list. So that it doesn't seems like someone, which is like a logistical oversight and somebody wasn't doing their job, right? Like it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It, it's, it shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. It's very dumb. Yeah. And I think um, and it also I, like costs those guys money. Sure. Like, and, you know, status, prestige. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Those I'm guys, not. like their agents should be furious. I'm not saying that 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 they should be. I mean, Gardner Johnson is going to be a free agent. Like, yeah, Gardner might have a clause in his contract yeah. about it. Like, yeah, yeah, they should be candidates to be voted for the Pro Bowl. Uh, so when I heard that this week, it was it was one of those things. This isn't even like I'm not being an Eagles homer here or anything. If if you said this about players on the Giants, I I would say the same type of thing. It just makes no logical sense, and it seems like an easy thing for the league to rectify. Yeah, it's outrageous. So. Uh, it also reminds me of a story that I probably can't tell in the podcast, but remind me uh, to tell you afterwards, Zach. Okay. I look forward to that. That's a great yeah. tease. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, these go Giants ahead. injuries. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. You know, already the Eagles uh, were this are the superior roster. I don't think that's overstating it. And the Eagles go into this game with a healthier 53 than the Giants. What's your read on that? Yeah, I'm actually – I'm curious the line – I mean, maybe it has, but where I see it's still at seven, I'm surprised. I would expect it to move a little bit more. Um, I mean, we, we, it's like we talked about, like they've got, they've got four or five good players and they're going to be without definitely one of them, maybe two of them, maybe three of them. Uh, now Saquon Barkley has not been as good the last month of the season as he was at the start of the season, but you know, he's still the engine that makes their offense go. Um and no Leonard Williams makes a big difference. Uh, we can we can get to the specific matchups, but the defense is not good. And you know, you take away one of their two or three good players, maybe. I, I think the, I think their defensive line is actually pretty good. I, I have like a Wink Martindale take where, um, like it's you know, he's interesting because you know he he blitzes at the highest rate in the league, plays man coverage at by far the highest rate in the league. Um, but there's a reason the Ravens got rid of him, and like I don't think that he. Is, I don't think that he is making the most out of that defensive roster. Like they're 28th in defensive DVOA. That that defensive line is pretty good. And the secondary is not that bad. Yeah, there's a lot of like blitzing from the secondary, right? When yeah, you have like I don't I don't think yeah. that he's maximizing, you know, getting the most out of uh, you know, pulling a chicken salad situation. I think it's they're underperforming. As as far as performance, but they are a team that when you're preparing for them to use you know, Shields expression, you know, you want someone who's, who's, who's going to make you sweat, right? Like he's going to, he's, he's going to put pressure on you during the week because you have to be prepared. But, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's a talent thing or, or, or what, but that, um, 
their defense is not particularly good. The numbers bear it out. The performance bears it out. Uh, and they they should be better. Now, when I look at that secondary, that's that secondary is bad, right? Um, I mean, the talent there, like you said, is on the defensive front. But that with a defensive front like that, you should be getting more production. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I like Xavier McKinney. I know he's been yeah. injured. Okay, that's probably their, their fourth or fifth best player. Yeah. Julian Love. Julian Love, uh, free agent to be. Uh, when I asked, I was doing a, a, a survey that never uh, never made made print, as it were, um, in the preseason, asking guys their favorite teammates they've ever played with at any at any level. And James Bradbury said Julian Love, hmm. his favorite teammate. So there you go. We can get What's to the Bradbury yeah. revenge game. Is there a, another good one on there? Is there a specific one you're asking? You're... Like, is there a, another name that came to mind for best teammate someone's ever played with? Uh, several guys said BG. Okay. Which follows in, follows suit of the man of the year. Mm-hmm. Young defensive lineman. That's what they had to say. Brandon Grant. Um, all right, Zach. What else in terms of like what we've talked to coaches about this week? Uh, anything from the locker room? Are you are you buying into the the Bradbury revenge game? I know Darius Slay talked about that today. Um, what else you got? Avante yeah, Maddox. So you think he's definitely going to play. I think Avante Maddox is definitely going to play. My sense is that he's he's he felt good this week in practice. Um, we'll see what happens there. They got to activate him. They can do so by four o'clock tomorrow. Um, I think. Uh, uh, the Bradbury thing. Okay. So spoke to James and look, this has been a topic that uh, someone asked him. It, it might've been you when he was, uh, when he was signed here, you have this game circled on your, on, on your schedule, right? He's not, he wasn't happy about the timing of the release. He under he under he said, well, he understands the business behind it, but it certainly didn't help him. Uh, if you haven't listened yet, I imagine if you're watching this now, you have listened, but I thought Dan Duggan did a really good job outlining it the other day uh, on the pod on Wednesday. Bradbury, he was asked a few times about how A.J. Brown said last week, you know, he was downplaying it. Then he said after the game, no, this this was a big deal. This, you know, this, this, this did matter. Um, Bradbury noted how their situations were different, right? That A.J. wanted to get paid um, and that they traded him away. Bradbury said the situation with him was they had cap problems and they needed to cut him. Like he, he basically said they, they wanted to keep him Right. Um, so one could say that they could have found creative ways to do it. But like Dan Duggan said, that number that Joe Shane identified on the first day that he took the job, I think it was 40 million. Was it? Um, it's hard to come up with that without Bradbury's number, without Bradbury's salary. So, uh, Bradbury pointed out the the differences there, but certainly the Giants miss him. I think the Giants would tell you that. Uh, the Eagles are the beneficiaries of it. Bradbury was named player of the week last week. I think we covered that on Wednesday's pod um, by the Eagles. Uh, so uh, I don't think it's a revenge game in the sense of, like, he really wants to stick it to the Giants, but I think he has an advantageous matchup here. Yeah, I mean, that, that Giants wide receiving core, uh, as someone might say, Garbanzo Beans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Avante? You think he's definitely playing? Yes, I think Avante's definitely playing. And I think we did bury the lead. The big news here, Zach, uh, the Eagles, probably Josh Job taking over as a gunner. 
<laughs> I saw I, I saw Denise uh, say that, and uh, per Professor Selman, I'll give him due respect. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that that would seem to be big news. Although there seems to be a difference of opinion, or not difference of opinion, difference of interpretation mm. on the Andre Sachere situation. Uh, I believe he he can be elevated to the active roster, but then he would need to clear waivers again. Right. Every time right. he then gets elevated, he yep. then gets exposed to waivers is my understanding, but there is some yeah. question as to whether he's even allowed to be yes. elevated again or not. Yeah. But. So something to watch for there. Yeah. We'll see. All right. You want to get into the matchup? Anything else from the locker room? Um, Spoke to Nicobe Dean this, this week. I thought Nicobe Dean played well the other day when I asked Nicobe Dean about it, Nicobe said he actually thought he was like a tick too slow. Uh, and he thinks that's the byproduct of of not playing defense for a while. I uh, there's been a lot of people like really gassing up how well Nicobe Dean played and like he's got to be on the field. That is not what I saw. I mean, well, I won't say he got to be on the field, but I thought he played well. Do you disagree? I thought he played okay. He had I, that I mean, one tackle where he was held and yeah, yeah he basically he, got run over. I mean, that's that wasn't like I mean he he read the play right and he drew the holding uh, call. I wasn't impressed by like yeah. the tackle like. Uh, um. I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I, I think um, the path here is that, you know, TJ Edwards and Kaiser White are both free agents. Maybe one of them returns and Nicobe Dean is a starter next year. I think that will go according to plan, but I wasn't like, Oh my God, a superstar in the making um, off of those plays. Like the point has been made that like, it, you know, if you look at those, those fourth quarter snaps uh, with the backups, I mean, Christian Ellis was doing just as much as Nicobe Dean. Um you love yourself some Christian Ellis. I do man. love Christian Ellis, but I'm just saying that like it's not like and and because Nicobe Dean is like limited physically relative to like star linebackers, he has to be like he has to really sh uh show up in terms of his instincts and stuff like that, right? And I thought yeah. that's good. I just I I wasn't like, oh my god, this guy is unbelievable. I think I just think let's let's get ahead of our let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. I, I I would say Bo Wolf is uh, is uh, an established objective reporter, but if he if he catches you humming Disney music, Disney kid music, then he might have a soft spot for you. Is that is that fair to say? I mean, a hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> fully accurate. Fully accurate. Um, by the way, quick aside here, I I don't mean to deviate, but but make sure you guys check out Bo's piece on the Athletic. Um, that appeared yesterday of behind the scenes people in the organization uh, who who deserve some shine. It uh, I, I thought it was well done. It, I thought the people in there deserve shine, and it actually brought to mind or brings to mind um, one of my favorite scenes from Sports Night. If we have Sports Night <laughs> fans here, okay. If 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 you remember, there was the the Christmas episode one year where he didn't. Uh, I, I, I think it was Casey McCall didn't know the wardrobe specialist's name. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she pointed out all the people behind the scenes who make that show run. And then they had the closing of a show where they went through all those people and gave him credit. I am all about, um, giving the people the credit who deserve credit and, and recognizing people behind the scenes. So really well done, well executed. And, uh, I advise anyone to check that out because it's the type of story you're only finding on the athletic. Well, thank you for saying so. I will. Uh, I, I have no choice but to break kayfabe here and uh, and say his name because this is this is an original shield uh, 
column idea. So he gets he gets credit for that one. Well, I mean, I mean, I he, know, you know, he yeah, doesn't no, he, he, he doesn't have time to show up uh, to the complex anymore and do it. Um, no, I'm going to say no disrespect but, to shield, but, uh, you know, to use the old Chip Kelly line, like you say, it all comes back to Chip Kelly. Unless you were in the room with Amos Alonzo Stag, you know, you know, we're all borrowing concepts, right? Mm. Every every article is essentially you're you're taking something. Yeah, that Chris Paul, uh, can you name your top <laughs> ten assist leaders? Uh, yeah, so yeah, so you 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 did it well. You deserve credit. Um, and also uh, check out. No, well, well, just quickly on that, I do I I do enjoy that because it is like there are there and having worked in the building, you know, yeah. there are so many people who are contributing uh to to the things that are going on on the field and and even you know not directly on the field and also like so many people who the players aren't even aware of um who are contributing in in, in small ways too or or bigger ways sometimes yeah. so it's I, I always enjoy when when the players have a specific person in mind and tell a story like i thought i thought quez watkins story of um of dustin the uh the trainer who like yeah you know, write some motivational messages on their peanut butter and jellies. I thought that was really nice. That's, that's the fun stuff. And, and I'll say too, uh, shout out. This was something Joe Douglas and Andy Wido used to always do is, is, is in their draft. I think we, we talked about this during the draft in the press conferences, they would always mention the scout who went to scout that guy and Sirianni very purposely and purposefully. Um, I think both apply here. He'll always give credit to, like the position coach or or the the person responsible for that specific thing, um, because in essence every decision falls upon the person drafting or the person coaching. But there's so many people behind the scenes that go into something occurring. I always like when they get the credit. Mm. Uh, and uh, other content on the site. Check out Zach's story of Nick Sirianni and Brian Dable, the old mm -hmm. connection. Uh, their time together in Kansas City, a tumultuous year, but. Uh, uh, Sirianni has has said that Dable is one of his best friends in the business. So yeah, and one of his biggest mentors. And and this is one I actually had uh, physically or, or um... <laughs> he 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 did he, he he did not mention physically, but uh, this is one I had tucked away since before the playoff game last year. Um, and I probably could have executed it a, a, a little better here, but before the playoff game last year, Sirianni was asked, I believe, by Chris Franklin of NJ.com about his first interaction with Jalen Hurts. And he said, actually, the first time I, I met him was with Brian Dable um, at the Combine. And so I, I kind of had had that stored away. Uh, at that point, I didn't know where Dable was 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 going to end up. And then if, even if you go back to Sirianni's opening press conference, he, he spoke about specific coaches who've been mentors to him. And he mentioned Dable. And what was interesting there is he only spent one year with Dable. So, so you wonder why that was. And then I get... Uh, I mean, I'm giving you kind of behind the scenes here, but um, I hope this doesn't seem stalkerish. I, I have Google alerts for Nick Sirianni, right? So like if there's an article somewhere that um, is not a place where I regularly read, it'll it'll come to me. And there was- uh, How many Google alerts do you have? Um, no, like, like, like 10 or so. Yeah. Uh, can I guess them? No, no, no. We can save that for another time. Um, you but I, you can I name? It? I'm gonna, I'm gonna on the during the break. I'm gonna come up with my list of ten. You can tell me how many I get right. Uh, so, um, so there was a a piece in in Western, you know, in a, in a Buffalo paper, a, a Western New York paper, when Dable was hired, when Sirianni was quoted saying that he learned more X's and O's from Dable than just about anyone else. 
So I, I, I had been looking forward to doing this story, but, uh, but, um, it kind of got, it got a lot of attention elsewhere too. So, uh, it's not something you can only find on the athletic, but you can find our version of it on the athletic right now. All right. Uh, why don't we take a little break? Our first of two, we'll come back, get into uh, the matchup a little more. This blitz heavy, man heavy defense, this uh, trying to make chicken salad offense, then doing it fairly successfully. Mediocre special teams, we'll get to all that. And then after that, it's swooper time. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo, Marissa, and Mr. Swing and Slap himself, Zach Berman. Uh, Zach, I've got my list of 10. Tell me tell me how many I've got, okay? Two, can I name the 10 uh, Google, Google Alerts that you have set up? This isn't productive. This is Nick Sirianni. Yes. Zach Berman. <laughs> Emily Berman. Jeffrey Lurie. Howie Roseman. Yes. Jalen Hurts. Yes. Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steichen, Chip Kelly, yes. and Bulletproof Coffee. <laughs> uh, you got four there. You got. Um, you don't have yourself. Zach? You don't want to have to one for yourself. No, no, I don't. Wow, so unvain. Um, but um, I, I think I had like an Al Gross still in there from when I was covering UVA <laughs> that I haven't changed. So uh, honestly, that like um, I'm guilty of my email inbox getting really oh, backlogged. Oh, way, way backlogged. Yeah. So, um, I so it'll surprise anybody on my end. I'm yeah, surprised that on Zach's end. Uh, the, no, because like every time you sign up for something, you get, yeah. you get tons of emails. So, uh, I'm pretty good about the ones that are in the primary, right. Mm. In the Gmail tab, but yeah, anything those other in, tabs, they don't count like that. You, you know, you get the number on your phone is like so much more bloated. than Yeah, the exactly. Right? The phone exactly. number, that, I mean, that doesn't count. Yeah, but like the primary, the social, yeah. The, so um, the Google Alerts, I don't think is in the primary one. So, But you still check it because you found that Sirianni story. Yeah, it might have been one of these things where, uh, like you said, the phone doesn't discriminate, right? Mm. So, uh, you know, so. Yeah, so he's talking yeah. the phone. So, like, I was, I, I was out one day and. It, and it and it comes and, and and you see that and you click on it and it's like oh okay this is an interesting story so okay yeah all right let's start with the Eagles offense against the Giants defense uh, Eagles third in DVOA third in pass DVOA first in rushing DVOA the Giants twenty eighth in defensive DVOA twenty eighth against the pass twenty eighth 
against the or 27th against the run rather uh, highest blitz rate in the league as we talked about 44.5% of pass attempts they're blitzing and then their man uh, rate is far and away the highest in the league they're at 47.2% that's 10 percentage points higher than number two so that means that the difference between them and number two is like the difference between two and 11 um, I think it is like maybe overstated because if we say like they play man all the time, it's still less than 50% of the time, but um, that's the book on them. And that is the way that they play. Uh, Wink Martindale is going to, going to try to send heat as much as he can. That means that they will give up big plays. Uh, You talk, we've talked about the guys up front. Dexter Lawrence is awesome. And probably um, the type of matchup that gives Jason Kelsey some difficulty sometimes. Uh, We'll see what happens with Leonard Williams, Aziz Ojolari. Is a good player, uh, has been banged up, but is is playing now. O'Shane Zimenez uh, has been productive well, this yeah. year. Good uh, job pronouncing it. And is uh, I, I was looking at the free agent to be pass rushers. He's got the best uh, sack plus hit rate, quarterback hit rate of any uh, to be free agent pass rusher that I could find. So uh, a player who could maybe be cashing in this offseason, not too bad, but. Uh, the secondary is is uh, trash-ish, Trashita Jones level. Uh, the linebackers are not very good, and one would imagine that this is a, a game where the Eagles think that they'll be able to pass the ball. One thing that I, that I want to uh, touch on, Zach, that we haven't probably given enough credit to, as much as we like to, as, as much as you like to talk about situational football, the Eagles have been so good in the red zone, mm-hmm. um, but you know, number one in the league in touchdown percentage in the red zone. The Giants' defense, uh, for all their warts, pretty bad or pretty good in the red zone. They're fifth in red zone defense, and so in a game where you know division games, weird stuff could happen. If the if the Eagles take a bit of a step back in the red zone, um, that could that could matter, obviously, uh, in the outcome of the game. Yeah, that's those are all really good points there. I I, I think they did a good job summing it up. the The red zone, I think, low red zone in particular. Nick Sirianni has talked about that as an area where they. Can you guys vamp for one minute while I go get the doorbell? Yeah, no problem. Okay. No problem. Um, while Bo's out here, I'm going to give Marissa, I'm going to bring up something to you as someone who lived through. Uh, I think you were dating Michael at the, at, 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 at the time when he was a college football player. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 you, so you lived through the college football experience. I have a college football take that okay, uh, Bo doesn't follow college football. So I'm, <laughs> you're the perfect audience for this. Uh, if I was a college football coach, I would pay so little attention now to recruiting. And all I would do is play the transfer portal. Is, is I that mean, a fair well, take? I saw what, 3,000 players in the transfer yeah. portal or something? That's insane. So if, uh, yes, and quality players too. Yeah. And they're older, okay? So, yeah. so you're getting a player two years, three years into their college career sometimes, okay? You can spend all this time trying to recruit a 16-year-old and he's only with you for one year. uh, And uh, you're probably getting more immediate contribution. So if I was a college football coach, I would say I'm not going to spend all this time recruiting anymore. I'm just going to play. It's it's like free agency every year. Some guys you might have for two years. Some guys you might only have for one. But it would seem to be much more efficient. And I think you can probably build better teams. Now, obviously, if you're Alabama, you're getting five-star guys, right? But if you were a program like, you know, I mean, Wake Forest or Syracuse, or even Maryland, uh, 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 I would just play the portal, right? Because also the other part, too, is uh, I hear coaches saying, like, player development, player development. 
well, great. If, if, if you develop someone who's really good, they're probably going to transfer to a big school anyways. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. you're seeing that now as well. So I, I don't get why more schools just aren't, just aren't building their, their rosters with the portal. Yeah. It's crazy. And I saw one player, it's his fourth time transferring. Like the, the fact that it's like unlimited, right. Transfers yeah. is crazy too. Um, but yeah, yeah I JT agree. Daniels and, is going yeah, to his JT fourth school Daniels. now. Yeah. yeah. But I think you love like, JT Daniels, Zach. I, I did. I was proven wrong there. Stetson Bennett's been so, been so good, but yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and like, How did we get, I left for 30 seconds. How do we get to the transfer portal? <laughs> <laughs> I gave Zach a take a college football take that he like couldn't wait to unload. Like okay. the second you left, he was like, yes. <laughs> Bo's gone. Let's He's talk gone. college football. I need to get this off my yeah. chest, but it doesn't like college football. So no, I agree, Zach. It, yeah. It's it's definitely like changing the, the whole college football landscape. It's crazy. All right, Zach, you think this is going to be a, a, a run-heavy or a pass-heavy week for the Eagles? So uh, the way I'm, I'm going to frame this, because yeah, I was asked this the other day, and some weeks they focus on the pass, some weeks they focus on the run. This week they're going to focus on blitz beaters, right? I, I, I think that's going to be what it's – so if you look at the Giants, they're similarly as susceptible – against the pass as they are against the run a little better against the pass, but nonetheless, I, I, I think you like your matchups in both areas. Um, it's not like the Packers where you saw this disparity or the Titans where you saw this disparity. I think that the way to attack this team is, or your preparation is preparing for that blitz and have answers for the blitz. So some ways it might be runs with Jalen some with times, you know, there, there, there might be quick passes. Perhaps you have, Max protect shot uh, a max protect shot play in there. In any event, I I really think you're going to see uh, more balance in terms of run pass, but the focus will be on plays that beat the blitz. Well, you hope that that doesn't look like what it looked like against Arizona, Arizona, right? where it was yep. just all of those quick passes to the side yep. that became very predictable and and you know not super productive. Um, obviously, they've been better since then. But the one little breakdown that that uh, we've written about before is that. They're really, really good against blitz man defense and below average uh, against zone blitzes. So um, Wink Martindale does still blitz in zone, so we'll see how that how that plays out. But yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. Maybe I think some, that the, maybe maybe some more screens. We haven't seen a ton of screens lately. We also yeah, especially have, since Goddard's absence, right? Exactly. Yeah. So maybe you see some uh, maybe see a couple of Grant Calcaterra screens in this game. How about that? Yeah, that that's certainly something to watch. Uh, I, I, I think when you look at, at, at both sides, the Eagles have the advantage on the perimeter on both sides of the ball. Uh, now I think they have the advantage on the, on the lines of scrimmage, but like we've mentioned, the Giants have some talent on both lines of scrimmage, although if Leonard Williams is absent and seems like that's the case, that certainly hurts them. But when you look at the Giants wide receivers, Dan Duggan outlined this, it's a bad group of wide receivers. Uh, and then when you look at their corners and especially without Jackson, it's a bad group of corners. So I think the Eagles are going to have confidence in their receivers uh, against the Giants, and I think they're going to have confidence in their in their cover guys to the point that they probably don't don't need to give much help there, and they can pressure Daniel Jones with confidence in, in their matchups on the, on the outside. Uh, I really think that's where the edge is right now. All right, other side of the ball, Eagles sixth in defensive DVOA, second against the pass, 23rd against the run. The Giants 15th in offensive DVOA, 10th passing, 13th rushing. Uh, and I think those numbers are a little bit higher than I expected, uh, especially the passing numbers, uh, given 
the weakness of their wide receiver core. I tried to filter by like, you know, the last five weeks or so and the, the Giants numbers actually shoot up a little bit, um, which I think is a credit to Brian Dable and what they've built uh, around Daniel Jones. As Dan Duggan talked about, they have um, gotten him to make fewer mistakes and built in his strengths to the offense. Still, I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to, to pass a ton successfully against this Eagles defense, especially if Saquon Barkley's out. That said, we saw you know Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill have success last week as a scrambler. What's your level of confidence in the Eagles being able to handle Daniel Jones, the rushing quarterback? Yeah, I think they're going to be more cognizant of it. And not to say that they weren't with Ryan Tannehill because he, he does have mobility, but the game plan was very clear to take out Derrick Henry. And I, I think that um, the Eagles will see going into this game that the, the Giants can't really challenge you so, so much passing the ball that it's, it's going to be, they're going to be very cognizant of Daniel Jones's legs and the Eagles have, have seen it with the staff and before the staff. Uh, so I don't think that um, that's going to be as much of a concern, but it is noteworthy that the Eagles really haven't seen that many quarterbacks who can move well. They saw Kyler Murray. Um, they saw Tannehill last week. But these next three games in particular are quarterbacks who can move each week, right? I mean, Daniel Jones can. Justin Fields, we all know he can. Dak Prescott can as well, although he's doing less of it than he might have in the past. Um, but but that's certainly something to monitor because the three longest rushes that Tennessee had all were by Tannehill last week. Yes, that's right. And three of their five longest plays. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. Uh, special teams, Giants mediocre, just like the Eagles. They're 19th. The Eagles are 21st. Um, anything else to talk about in this game matchup-wise? Andrew Thomas has been good at left tackle, as mm-hmm. we said. Evan Neal has struggled at right tackle, um, and their interior offensive line is not very good either. So you would imagine this is a game where maybe Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, and we'll see how much Jordan Davis plays, but those guys uh, in the middle can can make some noise. Yeah, I, I think one storyline you'll probably hear about on, on TV, and you might have heard this week, and uh, we had a brief note on it in The Athletic, is is this was the site of Jalen Hurts' worst game last season, right? Uh, I mean, the, he threw three interceptions. He injured his ankle. Uh, it was just a bad day for the offense all around. Yeah, that and, play at the end of the first half, I remember, that was the, I still remember as the worst play that I've ever seen him make, where he's like – he tries to throw it back across his body. Okay. Uh, when they're in yeah. the red zone. Yep. Remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but um, uh, Jalen Hurts wasn't really playing along with that angle uh, this week in terms of that being like this big turnaround in his career. He, he made a point that you don't just learn from your negative experiences. You can learn from your positive experiences as well. Um but it's it. Look, he's a better quarterback than he was last year. Three interceptions in that game. Three interceptions all season this year. The Giants are a different defensive scheme, different defensive roster than what they had last year. But it is the scene of his worst game. And he, the Eagles were actually there the following week, and he didn't play. Uh, Minshew was in there that week. So uh, that is a storyline to watch. But I, I think Jalen's going to have a big game this week. I just, I think we're going to learn a lot about the Eagles in this game, because, uh, you know, there is my, um, you know, like the little, little tingling sense of, okay, you've got uh, head coaches going up against each other who know each other very well. That sometimes can lead to wonky results. You've got a division game. 
against a team who, uh, you know, a staff you haven't played before. Um, they're going on the road after a big win last week. Like maybe this game is going to be pretty tight. Maybe this is a, I, I was originally thinking this could be a game uh, ripe for an upset. This could be the game the Eagles drop other than the Cowboys game. But if they come out and back up what they did last week with another resounding performance, I just think that would be really, really impressive. Yeah, I think you're gonna be really impressed. Um, really? Now, right. but now I've 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 admittedly underplayed or downplayed, um, underrated the Giants throughout the season. Could this right? be so, the first time that you don't split the middle on the prediction? A good tease here. Uh, so, uh, so that's I I don't think highly of this Giants roster. I think highly of their coaching job, but I don't think highly of of this Giants roster. By the way, real quick. I wouldn't call this a two can you name, but a, a, a little testing your memory. Okay. You mentioned o, O'Shane Zimenez um, earlier in this pod. Do you old remember? Dominion. Yeah, but yes, he is old Dominion. But when has he come up on the on Birds with Friends previously this season? Was it when we were talking about the old Dominion people? There was something specific that occurred. Just want to, it's probably bad podcast. Is it? Uh, you know, I, I used to play this game uh, with my brother, and my dad, growing up, where you would play the alphabet game with like baseball players' names or something like that. I mean, O'Shane Zimenez is a huge pickup for X's. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that, but okay. uh, it has to do with Jack Driscoll's first start at left. First time he played left tackle. Remember, he he said he went and he watched the video of him on YouTube, uh, UMass against. Old Dominion, and the guy he was blocking was O'Shane Jimenez. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, that came up on Birds with Friends because I butchered the name, and I think you mm – -hmm. we would have to rewind the tape, but I, I think you corrected me on the name. Okay. Fair enough. Marissa, it looks like a very comfortable winter sweater you've got going yeah. on. Yes. Very, like – The cozy. sleeves especially, yes. yeah. Yes. Got to be warm. I mean, I actually – pump the heat up like really high when michael's not here during the day and then how high are we talking oh like i had it at 75 before nice. <laughs> Whoa. and then he walks Ooh. in the door and he's like it's so hot in here <laughs> so <laughs> usually and he's home now so usually he turns it back down so what's I'm he got it at very cold oh if he wanted to it would be at like 67 67 yeah but there's no chance so yeah Zach, i'm always cold what do you what what, what number are you working at it's 69, 69 isn't it <laughs> <laughs> not, not for anything like that just that's just been the number that it's set the temperature in jackson house is always 69 <laughs> and with that we will send it to break <laughs> and come back with some super sore casting victorinox the makers of the original swiss army knife have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges mastering functionality innovation iconic design and uncompromising quality with its products the victorinox swiss army knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it tweezers a screwdriver and even a corkscrew with the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, back with Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. And it's time for another edition of Swooper Storecasting, wherein we uh, bid uh, on items that may or may not occur during Sunday's game or over the course of the weekend. Your boy has a resounding 8-3-1 to three to one lead. 
with five weeks left in the regular season. We'll see what the playoff scoring uh, turns out to be. But uh, it's getting late early. We're getting early late. Getting late early for you two guys. Um, Zach, you've got 33 turkeys with which to bid today. Marissa, you're back to zero. You've got 24. And I borrowed against the future. I've only got 17 turkeys this week as we as we forge ahead. How's everybody feeling? I mean, pessimistic about my chances, but yeah. I'm I'm hoping that we do something big for the playoffs. That's what I'm, mm. you know, where where I can get back into this. But um, Dennis said in his message today, "Don't let Bo win." So I'm gonna do my best to not let Bo win. Marissa, how did Michael feel about Baker's uh, game last night? We were very happy for him. Um, we both were high fiving <laughs> yes. in that final drive. That's very sweet. Um, yeah, what I, a, I said this terrible as a defensive pod. performance. You know, like people can say whatever, but as a teammate to Michael, he was always really, really good to Michael um, throughout his time in Cleveland. So, you know, he was rooting for him and that was a pretty crazy game. So, yeah, good for him. That's great. Happy to see it. All right. Before we get into Swooper, we got to we gotta get into Swooper. Zach, start us off. Five. What? Wait. <laughs> Dennis, it just ruined Zach's weekend. Swooper. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, Zach, I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. Um, so you might be familiar with this one. Uh, AJ Brown reaches 1,000 yards. Uh, <laughs> he needs 50 yards this game to become the Eagles' first 1,000-yard uh, receiver. Now, see, since... look at what you're doing. You got the tur- the inflated turkeys this week. No, it has so nothing to do with that. in something very easy. No, it has no, I'll, okay, I'll start my second one then. Okay. That's no, okay. No, because okay. the joke okay. was that. that the, okay. All right. I'm not putting in something easy. And by the way, he might not get 50 yards this game, right? There's a lot of variables that could Seems occur. Unlikely. Okay. Um, what about, wait, when are you going to give me these over unders? Are these going to be after Swooper? I guess so. Yeah. We, okay. I thought we were going to do it before, but after is fine. And actually, that okay. way we, we know what not to overlap. So, okay. One. But, but I'll, I'll I'll say real quick, his over under for this game is 71 and a half. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight going once, eight going twice. Sold to Zach. Nice one, Zach. What's that? He needs at least 50? Yes. Okay. What if he gets exactly 50? Yes, he become, he's a 1,000-yard receiver. Okay. But if he gets 50 and then he gets stuffed for a loss and he finishes the game with 48, that doesn't count. So That's true. All right, Marissa, you're up. Okay. Jalen Hurts has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Now, if Saquon, Saquon doesn't play, yeah. is this still applicable? That, that is the super. Mm. Okay. I mean, he's got a neck injury. Seven. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. But if he does play, that's not like. I can't let Bo get something like that. Seven going once. Eight. Eight going once. Someone, someone wants to bid behind the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my kids are home, and so they're saying hi. They want to play? 
<laughs> they'd probably be better than me this year but eight going yeah, twice not, feel, not sure how i feel about this one but i'm in for it i think you got this marissa eight sold to marissa okay i mean you could get this one before the game even starts you get this one tomorrow i know that would be huge but wow two likely ones to hit already okay uh, all right, I have a similar rushing one. Daniel Jones is the game's leading rusher. Mm-hmm. I'll say one. I am out on this one. One going once. You can have it at one. One going twice. Sold. All right, I'll take that. It doesn't seem that far-fetched. No, it's a good one for one, definitely. Okay. Okay. Opening it up. Mm, there's some red. Okay, the items. Exactly one of the following three things happen. One, Janarius Robinson is active. Two, Tyree Jackson gets his first target of the season. Three, Cam Jurgens gets his first target of this season of his season. Mm. Sealed bid third price auction. All three players privately write down their bids and then reveal them at the same time. The highest bidder wins the item, but only pays the third highest bid. The other two players do not pay anything. If there is a two-way tie for the highest bid, flip a coin to determine the winner. That person will still just pay the third highest bid. If there is a three-way tie, do a random drawing to determine the winner. That person will just pay whatever the bid was that everyone bid. So again, exactly one of the following three things happens. Janarius Robinson is active. Tyree Jackson gets his first target of the season. Cam Jurgens gets his first target of, of his season. And we and whoever has the highest bid wins it, but pays the price of the lowest bid. Yes. Okay. But only one of them can happen. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, hold on. I really need to get a pen of paper next to me. I should, I should have bid more on the Daniel Jones one. That was, good job, Bo. Okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of what you guys are going to do here. All right, tell me when. Hold on. All right. Three, two, one. Four. Ten. Whoa. So Ten. Zach has three, so I pay three. Wow. Zach, he game theoried us again. I know, because I was worried everyone's gonna bid high and I I didn't want this. Right. Item. That's yeah. what I was so, worried about too. Yeah. So but. like if I if 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 I bid uh eight, let's say, and then Bo bid ten and, and and you bid nine, or however it is, then I'd be happy someone got eight, right? But right. Yeah. So Okay. But I think this could happen. Tyree, every time, yeah. every time uh, Jurgens is on the field, I tell Zach it's coming here. But yeah, we'll I don't happens. think I. Now, now you and I were debating the Janarius Robinson thing. I think the yeah. defensive line inactives are going to be similar to last last week with Robinson inactive. Like Quinn was inactive last week. Quinn just you know Robinson just takes Quinn's spot. Um, and because the clock had run out, the clock had run. Yeah, had to. Okay. Yes, exactly. So, so that's why they they elevated him, but 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 maybe they go. I, I just don't see them sitting one of those D tackles or not dressing one of those D tackles. Yeah, I think that's right. 
So if that's the case, then you're really heavy on the defensive line. Yeah, maybe you could borrow against. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you need all three tight ends up? Mm. They used to play with two tight ends yeah. up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Over all right, to you, Zach. You've got 25. I've got 13. Marissa's got 16. So you can probably guess what this one is based on. Oh, last I meant week. to. I meant to joke earlier. I'm sorry. I blew this. I meant to say all three of my, uh, all three of my prompts this week have the number 69 in them. But I missed it, so <laughs> okay. now I'm cycling back. Uh, Miles Sanders reaches 1,000 yards, becoming the first mm. Eagle since 2014 to rush for 1,000 yards, and he is 76 yards away from that distinction. 76 yards away. Now I actually, you know, like. I would say I'm pretty informed on the Eagles, but um, there was a lot of swooper about Boston Scott being the Giants killer. Yes. Um, yes. So I did not know that. So I'm wondering if that will factor into this one. So that's not a to knock your swooper, Zach, but might keep my bidding a little low. That's good. I was trying to keep mine based on a theme here um, for these first two, but that's, <laughs> that's fair. Yes. Uh, the last one departs from the theme, but um i mean i'll go one two i'll say three four four going once four going twice wow what a steal sold to zach that's a steal and by the way nick sirianni said when Miles Sanders reaches a thousand yards. He'll be the first one high fiving him, but that it well, should have happened last year. Left. He said, "But it should have happened last year." He said, "This should be Miles Sanders' second one thousand yard season." Injury was the reason he did not get it last season. Well, yeah, that is the reason he didn't get yes. it. That yes. is a that counts as a reason. <laughs> yes, but yeah. that's I, what a ridiculous thing I, to say. <laughs> You're really aggrieved by Sirianni's comment there. Well, yeah, that's a, that, that's not a good excuse. That's part of the deal is is playing yeah. the full to get to a thousand yards. You got to play and not get injured. Sorry. I mean, what are we talking about here? All right, go ahead, Marissa. Okay. The Eagles have twice the number of sacks as the Giants. Exactly twice, or or more, more than, than or more. at least at least okay. Okay. Three. Four. Five. Six. This is high. Um, seven. Seven going once. I'm out. You can have this one, Zach. Let's go once. Seven twice. In. Sold to Zach. So, the, so for context here, the Eagles are second in the league in sacks with 42. The Giants, uh, they have 25 sacks. I don't know where specifically they rank, but in the middle of the league. Okay. All right. Uh, in this game, there is a special teams touchdown scored or a special teams play in which the receiving team advances the ball into the opposing team's red zone. So this could be a return or it could be like a block, but uh, it goes all the way into the opposing team's red zone. And it's a, a punt return or? Well, any special teams play. Could okay. be a field goal block. 
could. One. Looking for a big play on special teams by either side. I'll say two. Kind of fun to root for. I'm out on this one. Two going once. I got to conserve. Two going twice. Sold. That'll be exciting. <laughs> okay. All right. Dennis. Okay. Lots of colors on this. The item. The Eagles offense has more accepted penalty yards than the total number of turkeys bid on this item by all three players. The Eagles offense is averaging 25.4 penalty yards per game. The fourth most of any offense in the league. The league average for an offense is 20.9 yards. Only penalty yards on plays with the actual offense on the field count. So special teams penalties do not count even if it's a fake, etc. This is a regular auction, and it says, note, even though the losers don't pay anything, their bids still matter because the item itself is based on the total number of turkeys bid by all three players. So the more you bid as a loser, the less valuable the item is for the winner. To calculate the total number of turkeys bid, we will count the highest bid that each player made during the bidding as their bid. So again... The Eagles offense has more accepted penalty yards than the total number of turkeys bid on this item by all three players. Three. Eleven. Is that all you have left, Bo? Yes. So, but but what what Bo just did there is because you haven't given your bid yet, Marissa then you don't have anything that's added into it. I bid three, Bo bid 11, so now we're at 14. And the only way someone goes more than that is if they – so that was really good work by Bo to get it in quickly. If he had Yeah, I don't think it's me. fair because I'm, like, reading the prompts and he gets <laughs> no. to, like, strategize the whole um, time I'm reading. Um. Yeah, so, look, I'm – credit to Bo. He, he – it's, it's like when someone makes a good play. I'm going to give him this one. Because I don't want to go 12. And then that pushes it up to, what, 25. And I would only have two turkeys left, I think. So yeah, great job. now it's only 14. Yes, I, right. I recognize that. But I, I don't want to, like, if I bid any higher, um, yeah, it'll, yeah, it, it has less of a chance of hitting. And I'm and he's out, low right? on turkeys. I'm out yeah. now. Yeah, okay. that's, that was a good bid. I'm going to bid zero. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so, for the help, Zach. Yeah. So Bo understood it well and, and threw in his number quickly. He did a good job. Okay. Oh, All right. Is. Okay. All right. I am up here, and uh, someone on the comment on the chat mentioned last week that we're in these situations. I always mention how I, I, I'm not changing what I, I, I wrote down. Um, and I said I'm not going to do it, but by saying I'm not doing it, I suppose I'm doing it. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, so this is what I originally had, which is James Bradbury is involved, uh, directly involved in a turnover. I wrote involved, but directly involved in a turnover. So therefore he has an interception. He forces a fumble, uh, or he recovers a fumble. I did not, should we put a tip pass? I will on give you, well? yes. I think if okay. he tips a pass and it's an interception, that, that yeah. should count. Okay. Yeah. So directly involved in a turnover. Zero. Uh, three. Four. 
Five. How many turkeys do I have left, Bo? You have 16. He has 14. Okay, six. Oh. You can have it for six. Good job. <laughs> Marissa, that's too much. It's okay. I mean, I'm going to spend them. And we only, we don't got many yeah. many items left. All right. Okay. The broadcast shows a photo of Jalen Hurts and Brian Dable at Alabama. Ooh, good one. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Now, is it both of them together, or can it be different points? Like, they're shown at Alabama. Like, yes. It's like if them. I want to say. And, like, it's there can totally. be other people in the picture. Like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tua could be in the picture. Yeah. Right, Tua was there when Dable was yeah. there, too. Uh, six. You can have it for six. Okay. I'm down sure. to eight turkeys. Okay. Table hurts. Okay. The Eagles win the game by a multiple of four. <laughs> it's such a weird one. <laughs> Oh, so you're looking at okay. One. Right now, Marissa has ten left. Zach has eight left. There's one Dana's prompt left to go. Yeah, I, I don't really like this one. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. I mean, yeah, you, you don't see. I guess you see, see twenty-four, four. twenty all the time. You see that? I don't think it's. I mean, eight. Twenty-one, seventeen. Yeah, it's not. I'll go two. Three. You can have it at three. Three going once, three going twice. Sold to the bitter in the comfy sweater. How many turkeys does Marissa have? Seven. You've got eight. Okay. Okay. The <laughs> item number 12. The Eagles win the game. Unlimited borrowing from next week's turkeys <laughs> is allowed for all bidders. If the item hits, the winner's turkeys will all be pardoned and refunded in full. If the item hits? If the <laughs> item hits, the winner's turkeys will all be pardoned oh, and refunded in uh, full. I, that's a new wrinkle. Seven. Note, wait. Oh. Note that this is the opposite of what we've been doing. Yeah. This is all or nothing. Either you get the point and the turkeys back or you get nothing and lose the turkeys. Seven. I will do seven and one for next week. Eight. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Whoa. <laughs> How many items does Zach have? He's got four. And I have? Two. Three. Oh, three, sorry. Three. Seventeen. Eighteen. 19. Um, 20. I think they're going to win. Marissa can bid up to 31. Zach can bid up to 32. 21. 22. I can bid up to 24. 23. 24. Oh, my goodness. 25. 26. So confident that the Eagles are going to win this game. 
They're seven point favorites, right? Yeah. So yeah. Twenty six. Zach is like fully in on this. Twenty six. So basically, I'd be totally out next week. Like yeah. I've. If they I've, lose, if they lose, if they win, you get right. everything back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if so, they lose, I'm gonna probably lose the game and then lose next week. I mean, yeah. Right. But yeah. My but... philosophy is like the only way I am winning Swooper uh, is if I win this week, right? And so, so, so next week, like I'm, I'm like a coach who's, who's putting it all on the line here, right? Yeah, you're running. You're running. Uh, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa. Yes, exactly. Tyler Adams, ragged. Exactly. Deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. What is what was Zach's latest bid? Twenty-seven. Is that what it was? Twenty-six. I'm at. Okay. Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. Oh, Twenty. Twenty-nine. Whoa. <laughs> And I can go up to 30? You can go up to 32. Okay, 30. Marissa, you got one spot left. You can go to 31. 31. I'm ready this far. Yeah, 32. Let's do it, right? Wow. wow. <laughs> A Giants win is going to completely wipe out Swooper. Zach, I'm proud of you. That was good, yeah, Zach. Yeah, I mean, look. This 32 like... for Zach. But but then I, I get all of them back. If the Eagles win, I get all. So basically, Correct. yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's seven point favorites. There's a high probability of 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 them winning. If they lose, uh, I I'm you are gonna write you week. are gonna write the most aggressive, <laughs> hating article you've ever written. If the Eagles lose this game, you're gonna be despondent. Uh, I, no, I mean my focus more is my job than Swoopers. <laughs> I mean nothing can get away my objectivity, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable with that outcome, by the way, right? Because I need to win this week. And like if if I, I save agree all these that circles, we're playing for now, yeah. but yeah. And it's and it's a it's a high probability event. It's not like I, I would feel worse if I was putting all the turkeys in for last week's outcome, right? Yeah, that's because fair. then that would have wiped me out. So yeah. All right, so Zach has the Eagles win. A.J. Brown has at least 50 yards receiving. Miles Sanders has at least 73 yards rushing. The Eagles have at least twice as many sacks as the Giants. And there's a picture on the broadcast of Brian Dable and Jalen Hurts from Alabama. Pretty impressive set of outcomes that you have there, Zach. Good stuff by you. you. Uh, Marissa has Jalen Hurts has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. James Bradbury is directly involved in a turnover. And the Eagles win by a multiple of four. I have, uh, there's a special teams play into the opponents or the, the kicking teams red zone. Uh, one of Janarius Robinson plays Tyree Jackson or Cam Jurgens gets a target. One of those things happens. Uh, the Eagles have more than 14 penalty yards on offense. And one other thing, Daniel Jones is the game's leading rusher. Wait, did we, did we discuss if it's, Accepted penalty yards. Okay. Oh, okay. That matters. Accepted. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach, I believe is the uh, Eagles injury report out. Yes. It actually just came out here. I have it on my phone. And Sean Bradley out with a hamstring injury. Ooh. Wes Watkins, Kaiser White have no injury designation. Sean Bradley out. That means that I would imagine Christian Ellis will have to be back up again and they might need another body on special teams. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes. 
Um, I'm sorry, are we inconveniencing you? <laughs> a matter of fact, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're we're tight against uh, we're tight against my heart out. We have six minutes until my heart out. So. Okay. Yes. Well, um, you're podcasting your heart out, so let's get it in for your heart out. <laughs> no, so real quick though, uh, Bo, what do you think of this over under? If I may ask you, mm. uh, what would you do with Devonte Smith? Okay. Um, Devonte Smith at, sorry, pulled it up here. 50, um, or I'm sorry, four and a half catches over under over. Yeah, me too. I was surprised by that number. And Devonte Smith has like gone over that in six of the last eight weeks. I, I believe you can find it in tomorrow's picks column, but that's, that's, uh, if you're looking for a player prop, I really like Devonte Smith over four and a half catches in this game. And I think they could be a heavy screen game as well. Okay. You ready for your crystal ball, Deagle? Yes, I am. Um, as you can tell by Swooper, I really like this matchup for the Eagles. Um, I think that Matt, the edge on the perimeter is the key. I don't. Th I think they also have the edge on the line of scrimmage. I think the edge they have the edge at quarterback. I think they, they have the edge at coaching. Uh, the Giants have kept teams close this year, but I think the Eagles are a better team that, that – um, is playing well, is, is going to be prepared for the moment. I actually think of this three-game road trip, I think next week could be the trickier one than this week, and we'll get the next week next week. The one thing I don't have them doing, and I bid on the multiple four in Swooper, and that is uh, I, I don't have this game by a multiple four, but I do have them covering. Uh, this is a 44-point or 44.5-point over-under. I have the Eagles winning 28 to six. Actually, this is a multiple of four. 28 to 16. Uh, wow, so look at you. I didn't even think about that. I think I wrote down 28-17 initially. I might have changed it. 28-16, uh, Eagles uh, win. They cover. They advance to 12-1. First time in Nick Sirianni's career that he's part of a 12-win team. The Eagles clinch a playoff bid, and then the focus is on seeding thereafter. All right. Uh, I, I, I can't shake the feeling this one's going to be a little bit tighter than, uh, than expected. Even with all the giants injuries, um, I just think division games can be weird and I don't know. I just, uh, something just tells me it's going to be a little bit wonky. Um, I still think that the Eagles are going to find a way to win. And maybe that is the, uh, the takeaway is that, you know, Jalen hurts in the, uh, the place where he had his worst game last season, finds a way to battle through. And uh, hold on at the end. I just think it's going to be a little bit, a little bit weird. Maybe Darius Slayton, the Eagles killer, has a big play in the game. Uh, maybe the Eagles have a little bit of a turnover issue, and that's what happens. But the Eagles uh, pull it out in the end. I'm going to say 26-24. A tight one. There you go. Marissa, any final thoughts before Zach uh, has his heart out? Um, we have a cameo to do, so. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. We will do that. Okay. That's okay. fine. That's fine. So, All right. We love you. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it then for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, we haven't decided whether we're going to be doing pod pre-drive back or not, so it'll either be slightly earlier on Sunday evening or a lot later, but we'll let you know. Stay tuned to uh, Zach's Twitter feed or Marissa's. For Zach and Marissa and uh, Chip, 
I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you on Sunday night. And as always, we love you.